Welcome to the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast, where we go beyond the doctor's office and take a closer look at the programs that Eskenazi Health has to offer our patients in the communities we serve. Today joining us here, my name, of course, Brian Van Bocklin with the Eskenazi Health Public Affairs and Communications team. My podcast BFF, Dr. Kim, is back. Dr. Kimberly, Kimberly McElroy-Jones, uh, Director of Community Partnerships uh, for Community Health uh, here with uh, and with her as a member of the Eskenazi Health Center team. Uh, Shakata Norwood, did I say it? You said it correct. Shakata Norwood, because she's one of our community health workers, or she's community health worker supervisor, and today they're going to be discussing an expanded role uh, at a, the Eskenazi Health Center and part of that team and the recent impact the community health workers have had and hope to continue having in the communities uh, that we serve. Okay, there is my spiel that I bumbled through on the scripted stuff. Now we have that out of the way. First of all, Dr. Kim, how you doing, Dr. I'm Kim? I'm good. I don't think I've seen you like since I've grown this stuff I on know. my face. So like... yeah, we'll get into the program, but uh, for people who may not have heard before, can you give us a background, you, your role here at Eskenazi Health? Yeah, I most certainly can. I am the Director of Community Partnerships for Community Health. I've been at Eskenazi Health for a little bit over a year now, and I get to work with this awesome group, group of people um, on the social determinants of health team and actually even outside of our team with Eskenazi he- uh, Health Center staff, with Eskenazi Health staff. And so we are working to um, systematize the way that we're trying to address uh, the social determinants of health and so engaging with partners in our community. And so um, I get to work on all this awesome work. And from our perspective, as I shared before, the majority of healthcare outcomes happens outside of the healthcare system. And so our work that we're trying to expand, you know, Eskenazi has been doing this work for many, many years. And so the work that we're trying to expand is, you know, creating more capacity. Uh, we've had community health workers, which we're going to talk about, you know, in the system for a while, but just expanding uh, the work that we're doing so that we can have great patient outcomes. Uh, Sh- Shikata? Yes. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm just nervous. I'm going to mispronounce. No, you're fine. Uh, uh, welcome. Uh, same question for you. Can you tell us a little bit about your role? How long you've been with Eskenazi Health? Please. Um, my name is Shikata Norwood, and I am a community health worker supervisor, which I just recently got a promotion. But I've been with Eskenazi for 17 years. So I started out as a community health worker. And now I'm a supervisor. Congratulations. And thank you for all your your time that you've given to the organization. So can you tell us what is a community health worker? So a community health worker, she will be considered as almost like a public health worker. But the difference is we're bridging the gaps. We're going out in the community bringing patients back, and we're bridging the gap between the patient and the provider because we also we all know that when they go to the doctor, there's only 15 minutes. So we're showing that support, and we're trying to figure out where we can meet them at. Like, we're meeting them where they're at. So if we're going to your home, we're figuring out what's going on. And we're figuring out why you haven't been to the doctor in over two years or why you're missing appointments or why your medicine is off track. What are some of the other things that you're seeing when you, you, people say we're bridging the gap between the two. So can we dive into what that means a little bit more is the, you know, what some of the things that you, that you do see with, with your patients and the people that you're working with? So 
going into the patient's home, you're you're liable to see a lot of things. You're liable to see that the patient don't have lights. So if I don't have lights, I don't want you coming to talk to me about my doctor's appointments or I don't want to hear I didn't take my diabetes medicine. I have life life things going on right here. So we're trying to reach the social determinants of health. We're seeing that they're low on food. We're seeing that they're um, being evicted. We're fine. We're giving them resources and not just giving them resources. We're helping them to navigate to the resources. And I, I think that's that's so important. What you said is like, you know, I, I, my lights are off. Don't ask me about why I haven't been at my doctor's. That 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 right now is priority fifteen on on, on this list, and which is why I think it's so important that. Uh, you know, organizations like Eskenazi Health and with social determinants of health get in and, and look at those, the bigger picture. Uh, I think sometimes we can get a little, you know, uh, tunnel f- focused on, you know, addressing medicine issues and not realizing what all plays down in like the trickle down that we would have into what creates a health situation that is a, a drafty house or just anything and everything, you know, anything, anything and everything. And it's just like, if you go to the doctor, you're going for that one thing. You're not going to tell the doctor, Hey, I'm at home. I don't have no food, but my boyfriend's beating on me. Yeah. You're not going to tell the doctor that because you don't want the doctors to look at you. So when we come to the doctor, we come dressed for the doctor. Mm-hmm. But when a community health worker goes to the house, we see that the blinds are closed. We see we see that you have no food in your cupboards. We see that your gas is off. And we meet those needs. Like, we attack those needs right then. We don't just say, so if I come to your house and your lights is off or your gas is off, I'm not going to just be like, oh, so what are you going to do? No, I'm going to dig deep. And I'm going to ask you, so do you have relatives here? You cannot stay here. I'm not going to just walk out and be like, oh, okay, well, her lights, her gas is off. Because even though it's getting warm, it still gets cold at night. So I want to make sure our patients are safe. And I need the patients to understand that our motto is, Eskenazi's motto is, we care for you. And we're showing that extension that we really care for you. I don't want you to feel like you are a number. You are humans. And we want to show you that we care. And these are the roles that are really all about uh, the long-term relationship building. Like you said, you get a doctor for 15 minutes, and that's not a knock on doctors. It's it's, it's scheduling. It's all of that. It's You have patients to see. And, and you're going in and interacting in a way that might take three, four, ten visits before you really get to some of those roots because you have to establish those real it, it's friendship building, it's networking, it's relationship, it's, it's all relationship. of that stuff. Yeah. It is. And uh, being able to have someone to trust you enough, that's that's big within itself. And once they reach their goals, you go to the store and somebody walks up and be like, oh my God, you got to know Shakata. Do you know Shakata? If you don't, oh my God, she helped me in so many ways. <laughs> and it feels good, if, rather if it's prenatal. I've had people walk up to me and their kids is like 12 years old now. Shakata, do you remember me? You came out and you helped me with her. And I was like, oh my God, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but that's got to be rewarding to know that it you is. impacted someone it with is. the number of people you come into your into your world over the course of whether it be a month or and and to be a person that sticks out in someone's life is helping them when they need it. that's that's just fantastic stuff there I would think it is it feels wonderful it feels wonderful and mainly like 
the patients, the older patients, they'll be like, well, why are you why are you so stuck on us getting our COVID shot? I, and I say, because in two years, I want to see you later down the line and we can laugh about what we talked about. But if you don't get it done, there's a problem. It may have you in the hospital and you may not come out. So um, we're educating them on COVID. We're educating them on their flu shots. Anything that we can educate them on, we're there. Like, I don't just say, oh, here's a piece of paper on COVID. No, let me explain to you why you need to do it. I want to educate you because regardless of what you hear on social media about COVID or anything else, I want to I want to show you. I want to shut it down. I want to show you. For, I want you to make your decision because mm-hmm. if you don't make your decision and you get sick and you don't come back out of it, you can't come back and say, oh, I got a second chance because you may not. Uh, see, now I'm going to kind of nerd out here. Cause I, so like, <laughs> I, it's, and, and Dr. Kim, I'm sorry, I will come back to you, oh, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm right I'm over here right now. Because COVID has been life for the last two, two or three. It's hard to like not keep talking about it. So maybe just for my own curiosity, what sort of, cause you mentioned, you know, making sure people had the right information about COVID. Like what are... For lack of a better so, term, what sort of battles are you ha- are you having so to fight some out there? Of, some of the battles that we have now is more of, oh, I don't know what they put in there. But then I ask the question, hold on, wait a minute. You've been getting shots all your life. Did you know what was in those? But they took care of you. Yeah. They protected you. We're asking you to get something that's going to protect you. We're asking you to understand that. This is not a microchip. Nobody's trying to monitor you. We're trying to keep you alive and out the hospital. That's and that's it's such a great thing. I is in sorry, just yesterday I was out with the IEMS community paramedicines and they 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 do this stuff. They're walk and talk relationship building, stopping by people, just just talking to them. You're standing on a person's porch yesterday for about a half hour, 45 minutes just talking. And through that conversation, we found out that there was another gentleman who was kind of maybe overstepping some bounds. And it kind of like started this steamroll of I could see I could see what's going to happen to help this family in the next couple of weeks, based solely on a on a, you know, 20, 30 minute conversation about what's going on inside the house right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's just so important. That's how you really get to the root of, of issues to really help address and, and their charges to kind of help reduce unnecessary 911 frequent flyer calls, you know, to over it's, but it's, it all goes hand in hand. It's just simple yeah. conversations. And he's right there making phone calls, setting up doctor's appointments. And he put it on his thing and going, I already, I, I've known this woman for three years and I know that she has a transportation problem. So it is on my calendar on this date. I'm coming back to your house. I'm going to make sure that you get to your doctor's appointment. And that's, that's the work you guys are doing, right? Yeah. This is what we're doing. So if you tell me, you know what, Shikata, I, I, I'm too nervous to stand on the bus stop, or I don't know nothing about the buses. So here's our thing with the community health workers. You can't talk about something. You can't ask somebody to do something if you've never done it. So we're taking all the community health workers. I want y'all on the buses. I want y'all to see what these patients are going through. I want you to understand that if you have groceries, what you have to go through on the bus. So you, you can't go in somebody's house and teach them about something that you've never done. So that's that's our whole fo- focus. So if you tell me that, Shakata, I can't catch the bus because this, this, and this. Okay, not a problem. Well, we're great trying to find you other means, but I need to see what you're talking about. 
So I need to get dig mm-hmm. deep and I need to get on the bus with a couple of bags and see what it's like. Yeah, it's putting your money where your mouth is and understanding, yeah, if this is what it's going to take, that's what they're going to need. You know, so yeah, it's it's fantastic. Okay, I, I now that I've left the script completely behind, <laughs> I really do like doing these. It. You learn so much. You learn so much about not just the work that's being done, but the people behind the work and their passions. And it's, just, mm-hmm. it, it's fun. All right, Doctor Kim, I'm going to come back. It was probably we've already answered this question. So, uh, uh, so tell us a little, Doctor Kim, uh, the creation of the community healthcare worker. How did it come about? Uh, and what sort of uh, things are you guys seeing that inspire the way we serve here? Uh, qu- question four is where we're at right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm follow- sorry. Okay. No, no need to apologize. I, I'm just so glad that you got to see that passion yeah. in Shakata that I've seen as well, just from the short time of working with her. Um, but I had to do a little research because I was thinking, well, this isn't new. Um, community health workers have been around since the 70s in America. And so they were, like Shakata said, designed to create more effective linkages between the healthcare system and the community and our patients. So um, Eskenazi has had these community health workers for a while now. You know, we have a longstanding person sitting right here. And so... We were recent uh, beneficiaries of some additional funding. And so we thought this would be the perfect opportunity to expand the role um, because there were some community health workers in the systems that were more um, discipline focused, like uh, diabetes, uh, um, obstetrics. And so um, let's let's expand the role so that we can open it up into, you know, primary care in general. So that was our goal with uh, expanding and not just the social determinants health team, but also the Eskenazi Health Center staff as well. So what does a typical day or week look like in the life of a community health worker? And I, I do have a follow up to that, but yeah. So let's do a day. So we come in in the morning and our focus is to figure out who are we're seeing that day and what we're going to see them for. But we leave time because I may just be coming to you, Rachel, where I'm just saying, hey, Rachel, you know, your appointment is this and this is what's going on. Were you able to connect with uh, SNAP benefits? But then when I get there, Rachel, you fail. So it it changes the dynamic. So that's the reason we leave space. We try to see at least five patients a day, literally see, not just talk to, no, we want to see you and we try to talk to maybe five people on the phone. You mentioned you've done this for 17 years. How has the role evolved from when you first started to what it looks like today? So is it exp- like an expanded has, scope of has, practice? It or? has expanded. Mm-hmm. So when I first started, I was with care coordination and we were doing prenatals, prenatals only. Then I end up going to dip in where we were only doing diabetes patients, where there were certain zip codes that we were allowed to touch. And now we're in this place where I have no only thing. In, they have to be within Marion County. But other than that, we're trying to bring them in. So let's say I have a we do cold calls and the patient hasn't been seen in over two years, even though I want to see you, I want to come out and see you. I need to make you an appointment because I will be walking into what you would call 
hmm, a disaster. Because if you haven't been seen in two years, where have you been getting your medicines from? Have you been taking your medicines? I need to get you in clinic. So that's my focus focus first. And then I'll let them know, hey, when you come to clinic, I'm going to meet you there. But then I also want I want to come out to your home. So it's it's all about doing the calls, seeing where when is the last time the patient's been seen. If they haven't been seen within two years, I'm asking the question, you know, are you going someplace else? No. Well, you you know you're supposed to get a checkup like every six months to a year, the older we get. And they be like, Well, yeah, I know it's so hard. I said, Well, guess what? You have me. So I'm gonna get you an appointment. And I'm going to make sure you get here and I'm going to meet you at your appointment so you can put a name with a face before I come to your home. I think that's a lot of it. Some people, they, they just need an advocate. They just need someone who they trust that they can walk in with someone who they don't trust, but can bring that vouching, so to speak, for we'll take care and, and they can help explain it. And, you know, in a world where people are just moving just fast, 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 right. to help them slow it all down. So I assume there's an effort to recruit and, and add more to the team. Can you, can you give us some insight to all of that? Well, um, as you know, there was this great resignation or mm-hmm. something. And so it's a little difficult recruiting, but, um, we are seeking to um, expand. We have, um, I think we're looking at a total of at least one community health worker for each site. Um, and so if you're out there and you're listening, uh, please apply. Um, and so that is the goal, expanding. And the word that you said is exactly what they are, is advocate. Mm-hmm. And so they are the patient's voice. They help give a voice to the patient, help them understand and translate in a way that the patient can understand it. And so that is that is just so heartening to see. And like, I'm so glad you spent the most time over there <laughs> and keep talking to Shikata because she is the face of these community health workers and that passion that oozes from her is just so contagious and I love it. Uh, when you mentioned one at each site, so we're talking about one at each Eskenazi Health Center location. Yes. There are uh, 11, I 12. should, 12, okay, I should just know that off the top of my head, but yeah, 12 sites. And of course, uh, uh, for applying for these positions, there's a career section at EskenaziHealth.edu. Click in the career sections and you can uh, apply that way. Um, so I guess a couple, couple rapid fire for this. One, what type of person would thrive in this type of role? A person that is understanding and has the heart. You have to have the heart to want to help because you can't just say I'm doing a job because you're not doing us no service. You have to have the heart and you have to have the compassion and be willing to keep your mouth shut and listen. It's always listening with that third ear because once you listen, you hear what they didn't say. And then uh, I guess for someone listening to this who's, you know, maybe looking for, uh, you mentioned the great resignation. I prefer to call it great reshuffling, but I, it's all. <laughs> so what sort of training goes into this? How, how what What is required to be able to to do this job and not just personality wise, but as far as like letters on a piece of paper and degrees and all of that. High school diploma. High school diploma and just in a, in a desire to, to, to help. Yes. So this is, you know, any, you know, it's 
anyone who wants to do this can come and do this, which is fantastic. We will train them. Yes, we will train them. And as long as they have good driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) Because you have to drive. You have to drive. Um, You did mention that you don't like to call it a program, so I'm going to try and stay away from using that word in this question. So how does someone get referred to? Is it a referral? How do you, how do patients find their way to you? So, um, we get refer, we get referrals from the providers. The providers reach out to us and say, Hey, Shakata, I got a patient in the clinic. Um, the patient's blood pressure is like skyrocketing and I can't understand why if they're keep telling me they're taking their medicines. Well, the community health worker would go out and I would ask the patient, Hey, can you bring me all your medicines? Because we do know how patients jump hospitals and they could be getting some medicine from this clinic and then going to the ER and getting some other medicine. So this is why we're trying to figure out what, what it is, and we're getting them back into the nurses where the nurses can go over their medicines and let them know what they should and what they should not be taking. So we're just, is we're getting it from the, the providers, the social workers, the MAs. Even if you need a food referral, let's say you come into the doctor and you tell the doctor, well, I didn't take my medicine because I don't have no food. They're going to send us a referral for food. We're going to actually go get them a food box, but we're going to enroll them and we're going to figure out what what's going on. Why don't you have any food? Is it that you don't have a job? You don't you don't have SNAP? What what is it? So we're going to try to figure out what that is because we want you to be able to strive and be able to go forward to where you don't feel like you're so dependent. So if it, and we all know that um, social determinants of health, it's not always about the health. It's about people not having jobs. Mm-hmm. So we're people, we're giving people um, resources to where they can go find a job or tell me what you're interested in. And we're bringing them back. Hey, I need you to fill out for this right here. She's Shakata Norwood, one of our community health workers or community health supervisor, Dr. Kimberly McElroy Jones. Dr. Kim, I, you're going to have to stop bringing such great people in here I so know. I can actually focus on you <laughs> the next time we come back. Is there anything that, that we we want to make sure that we touch on with you? I've, I I love you to death, but I was just I, she Shakata just did such a great job today. She did, she did. I would. I, she does not need to apologize, and so I'm so glad that Shakata's voice was able to be amplified today because she is a person that helps amplify the voices of our patients. It's tremendous. And if I can talk about myself for a second, that I mentioned earlier, just getting to hear the people behind the work is just, it, it's this whole experience with this whole pie has just been just really reward, rewarding, I think for all of us. And I appreciate you coming in. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us for another episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. You can hear all of our past episodes, including uh, our most listened to one featuring Dr. Kimberly McElroy Jones uh, at our SoundCloud account. You can also find it on all of our social media channels, EskenaziHealth.edu. Thanks a lot to Joe and Rachel for taking care of everything and we will be talking to you next time on the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Eskenazi Health Here For You podcast. To hear all of our previous episodes, please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud by searching Eskenazi Health.